and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday as KXNO gets back to local programming for the remainder of the day. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, welcoming you to the next couple of hours of sports talk as we take you right up until 1. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Our first guest of the week, it's well, Scott Dockerman, will join us from The Athletic. We'll talk Hawks as they, what lies ahead, perhaps another trip to Columbus. Nobody saw this coming through to Columbus, uh, to Indianapolis to take on that team from Columbus. That's the Consolation prize. Yeah, you know what? I'm too quick to anoint the Buckeyes, aren't I? I haven't been on this Michigan team all year, and I think I'm going to be proven wrong. I mean, it's only been 10 weeks. It has. And you're finally <laughs> right. jumping on board. Uh, that's a good point, Trent, or that team from Ann Arbor. But uh, there's the, the pathway is there for Iowa to win the Big Ten West. Wow. Right, unthinkable. Just, it really was, uh, but it, but here it is in front of us. Uh, Nick Athen will talk with Nick Athen. All of a sudden, the path for the Chiefs to host the AFC Championship, assuming they get that far, it's there for them. Bama Bob Trent and I will kick off our number two, going around college football from a national perspective. Then Nick Oson covers Iowa State. He will be here. We'll opine on the Hawks, on the Clones, rather lost. Uh, against Oklahoma State. Maybe a little sneak peek at the basketball game from yesterday uh, as well. Mr. Monday Night's got an appearance. We've got a busy couple of hours. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yeah, just uh, getting off the weekend and raring to go after a long Friday in Cedar Falls. Well, back we got to back get games. that in the, in the equation as yes. well. Uh, it started off the football weekend right with, of course, the Valley upset against Dowling Catholic mm-hmm. and Southeast Polk rolling against Johnston. So had that, then back at it in a full Saturday and Sunday of football. Raring to go and you know, you always get very mel- melancholy at this point in time. Yeah. Oh, it's going away. It's going. It is. It, it, it hit me last night. It is, right? Like, oh boy. It's Just, coming. How quickly it does happen yeah. and how disappointing it is. I, I was, I had the same feelings that you normally do at this point in time. Enjoy it while it's, it's real. Because it, it goes really fast. It really is. I mean, we're in double digit weeks now in the NFL. You're mm-hmm. going to call a championship game on Friday night at the Dome. Uh, the two locals have two regular season games left, although, by the, by, according to Brett McMurphy, there's a pathway for Iowa State mm-hmm. at five and seven to go to a bowl game because they're going to need a couple of teams, apparently. Rice will be them. Bill will be one. And Iowa State the other, which would be, I mean, with with the youth on that team, the 15 extra prize, I, I would be shocked if they turn it down. But, and it's a big but. Uh, that sounds like your commercial. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. That I'm assuming, by the sounds of it, you had quite a bit of fun putting together. Uh-huh. And I'm sure the feedback has been uh, uh, what you expected it would be in a positive way. Um, but they have to be Texas Tech this week. And Texas Tech coming off a win against Kansas. Now the game is in Ames. Mm-hmm. It is senior day. It's at 6 o'clock. It is going to be cold for those folks from Texas. Um, we shall see. FS1 has it. I guess there's snow in the forecast tomorrow, in the middle of the week anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be for the weekend other than cold. Very so, cold. I saw up in Minneapolis where Iowa will be. Oh, I saw that. Trent's going to be terrible. Four degrees? Yes. Woof. Strap it on. Big 10, November, late November weather. And that over-under, 
In the yeah, again you asked this for week. 29, you got 32. Well, that's three points for me. It sounds like it, and I might jump aboard. No, I wouldn't, but if you were going to, if, yeah. if you're so inclined, that might be one that would uh, uh, behoove you to get on early because I'm with you, especially with the weather. I can uh-huh. see that bad boy coming on. So let's start with the good. Before we get into Iowa State, we'll do some basketball. You know, not, not, no, let's start where we should start, and that's by. Uh, acknowledging the uh, just devastating situation at the University of Virginia with the uh, former walk-on football player shooting and killing. Uh, Killed three people. Two people are injured. Three people that were killed were all members of the Cavaliers football team. Starting linebacker, starting receiver, two two receivers. Um, All three of which are playing. Whether they're playing or not, they're dead, and families are going to miss them, whether they're, regardless of that. But just a terrible situation. It does have a state of Iowa tie in the fact that you and I was scheduled to play uh, the University of Virginia in basketball tonight. Well, understandably so. That game has now been canceled. But what a, um, uh, and just sad to say, another incident of gun violence uh, reared his head last night. Um, And now, um, you know, three families will be without someone at the holidays. And just absolutely unthinkable. I mean, the, these stories, and it's, we say it every single time, that well, it's unthinkable, yet it continues to be something we have to think about. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is incredibly impactful in every single realm, from elementary schools to here universities, and on and on and on, and it continues to happen, and nothing continues to be done about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing that this is continued conversation. You would think that what we've seen so many different times would be enough to enact some kind of change, but it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it gets into the politics side of things that we stay away from, but yep. it is just absolutely devastating to see this story and to see these families and what they have to go through. And what's behind it? You know, what, know. What's the story here? The, the, the shooter is in custody. He, mm-hmm. was, he was captured this morning. So uh, whether they are able to glean anything from those follow-up interviews or during the court case or not remains to be seen. But we do know three people have lost their lives and two, I guess, are still not sure of condition, but there are at least two more wounded. So we'll track that. A terrible story. Mm-hmm. So let's get to um, you know fantasy world, if we, which right. is the world of sports, and leave the real world behind. And let's start over at uh, at, at Kinnick Stadium this past weekend I, again. I mean, Cooper DeGene, <laughs> what more does this kid have to do? Just just every, seemingly every single week, Trent. Boy, they got something here, don't they? He is such an athlete, and this was where the excitement level came from. It wasn't what he did on the football field, which was crazy. I mean, watching him over at Odebelt, Arthur, Battle Creek, Ida Grove, <laughs> running around over there, making plays as a quarterback. Well, knew he wasn't going to be a quarterback at Iowa. Right. Knew he was going to be a defensive player. And the thing that I continued to just be so enamored with him, just as a player, was watching his basketball highlights and watching this kid at six foot one drop step dunking on people. Mm. And I don't care who you're playing him against. Right. I don't care if it's the Corn Bowl Conference. I don't care what conference you're playing at high school. You're doing that at six foot one. You're a plus athlete. That's getting up there, Trent. (laughs) That that really is. And to see him do it in so many different ways. And Kirk said it. We can put him wide receiver. We can Mm -hmm. put him safety. (laughs) We have him a corner. I wonder if there was any thought of playing him at wide receiver when it was as desperate seemingly as it was. Probably, but he has not been willing to do that. Remember Desmond King when they were really struggling that year, wide receiver, same kind of thing. and. They might have toyed with it, or maybe it was just they were throwing out a little mm-hmm. a little head fake over there because Desmond said at one of the Tuesday get-togethers, oh, yeah, I've been practicing. And we never saw him over there. Right. But he's just such a great athlete. He just knows how to play sports. 
He's yeah. just that guy yeah. that doesn't matter what he does, he is completely different. Remember, he's been playing cornerback for a year. I know it. He's never played cornerback before in his life. <laughs> right. He gets thrust in yeah. late last season because of injury. Yeah. And now he is rated as one of the best cornerbacks mm-hmm. in the country. And I, it's, they don't stay away from Moss's side, mm-hmm. but if they're going to, all things being equal, they're going to stay away from Moss. And now maybe you should be changing that. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm <laughs> wondering. <laughs> and Riley Moss gets his first interception of the year on now, the what tip an ball drill. Play. Uh, My that, God. Was, that was a great one, too. Did you think he had it? At first, I did. No, no, there's I, no I, way yeah, he could no. get it. But he did. Yes. And you see did. that first replay, and uh-huh. there it was. And yeah. That defense. They're special. Mm-hmm. They're really, yep. really special. And, you know, I, I've heard the defeatist attitude. Oh, boy. All right, so they beat Minnesota and Nebraska. What, to go get whooped up? Who cares? Right. What, you have an opportunity. <laughs> Here's another thing. Kirk Ferentz, he hasn't won a Big Ten title since 2004. Mm-hmm. He hasn't won an outright championship ever mm-hmm. in his career at the University of Iowa. If you get beat 43, so be it. But you never know. You just don't. You never know. And to to have that defeatist attitude, well, I don't want to see. No way UCLA's losing Arizona trench. Come on. (laughs) Maybe somebody told you that on Friday. Mm -hmm. You go out there. You play to win the game. You give yourself a chance. You do all the cliches that you want. But that defeatist attitude, knock it off. Be excited about this team. Are they bad offensively? Yes. They still suck over there. The (laughs) offensive line is brutal. I get it all. But to have the defeatist attitude, well, I don't want to go there and watch him get beat. You think Herbig created any havoc this past weekend? Boy, he was, dude. Isn't he something? He's good. Iowa's offensive line made him maybe look a little yeah, better than he was. Yeah, perhaps. The offensive line's bad. The quarterback play is bad. Yet, there they are mm-hmm. with just over 150 yards of total offense, and they win another game. It's because and of it's that defense. they're in front. Of, look, Illinois is not beating Michigan. No. I don't think. I don't think so either. I, we just made a case where you just never know. <laughs> right. I don't think Minnesota is going to, or, or, or Illinois is going to beat um, Michigan this week, and Minnesota is going to, well, we'll see. They tried to play bully ball. It's a style thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Illinois style right mm-hmm. now, the way they're playing is not going to work against Michigan. No. No. There are certain teams, maybe, but not. The, Michigan plays the exact same style, and they do it a lot better. What time is that game? Hmm. Is is that early? Well, we know the result. It is. Illinois plays at 11. Ooh. Yeah. So that 3 o'clock game yeah. will have added yep. importance as yep. it was this Absolutely. week. They'll as take we the knew, field going knowing. into the Wisconsin game, they take the field knowing yep. the winner of Iowa, Wisconsin, is in great shape to win Ooh. the division title. Because i got I got news for you. Uh, Nebraska's not coming over here and, and, and winning this football game. Not the front. way they look. Holy mackerel, are they bad. They're they're terrible, mm-hmm. um, just just bloody, and their and their injuries keep piling up. So Hawks, you know what? Um, win this week, and it's and you're going you're to represent the Big Twelve or the Big Ten West again. Unbelievable that this is where we find ourselves at, but indeed we do. So but let's not lose sight of things. Still need to change offensively going. No, forward. I agree. Yeah, and you're right. And, and then, let's hope Kirk does not hide behind as he did in the press conference Trent, after you've Illinois. Been once, you've been asking this question now for two since since the since last week's win after Purdue. Yep, after that Purdue game when they went on the road and beat Purdue. Uh oh, <laughs> what if all of a sudden yeah. they string a couple together here? What does this mean as far as the offensive coordinators' future? Uh, at the University of Iowa, and it's a fair question, and it, now it, it actually I think is a question because if they get back to uh, Indianapolis mm-hmm. and if they play and win a bowl game, well, they're going to play in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. If right. they win their bowl game, there's still this season can end up looking a whole lot shinier than it did when we were uh, making our way through the month of October. They lose to Ohio State, twenty eight ten. 
they're all right. They're mm-hmm. hanging around. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yep. They go, they win a bowl game. They go back to Tampa again and beat Mississippi State or whoever they play down there. And yep. then, hey, you know, we won nine games. We We're going to better division. ourselves again this winter. It's a bet that doesn't work. Well, because. But they'll have a new quarterback. Will they? Well, Spencer Peacher still has a COVID yeah, year if he wants. I know it. he does. I just, you, you can't see it. No, I absolutely can. No, they're we've seen have it for three years. Yeah, no, they're going to have a new quarterback. I don't know where he is. He's not on. I don't think he's uh, on campus. I don't. Th- I think he's coming from the transfer portal, the which they've never done before. Or they, they have, uh, but uh, certainly not to the extent that not they at need the quarterback to get position. Either. That's true. Because Tom Caker told us what a month, month and a half ago, those guys cost money. Mm-hmm. And this again, clip and save this one, gang. This is going to be a major talker. Um, after the season comes up at both in both Ames and in Iowa City, can they keep up? Mm-hmm. Can they keep up? Caden Proctor, let's go there because yes. he plays in a football game on Friday night, mm-hmm. and on Saturday he's found his way out to the Oregon game. And I'm not certain. Well, you do, let me ask you: Do yep. you know was the Iowa staff tuned into this? Were they aware of this? So I was busy this morning. Talked to four different people, a couple of Southeast Polk connections and a couple of people in the recruiting realm. And one thing that I gleaned, first of all, the Iowa staff had no idea. So there were rumblings. Okay. There were rumblings of this Friday night as I was calling the Southeast Polk game. And I had somebody tell me that, you know, there's rumblings that Proctor's going to take a visit. Now, at that time, it wasn't Oregon. I didn't hear that. Okay. But I knew Alabama had coaches there. They had a coach there on Friday night watching the Southeast Polk Johnston game. Alabama's continue to sniff around. And basically, when Caden Proctor made his commitment, got his new truck, it was over. And basically told Alabama, we're good. Mm-hmm. But Alabama just kept hanging around. Yes, they do. Making the phone calls, right. sending the texts, sending the tweets, doing all those things as you should, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason Alabama gets a top two or three mm-hmm. recruiting class every single year. It would be because- the first time that they've come into the state of Iowa uh-huh. for an offensive lineman we thought was signed, sealed, delivered. He right. ends up winning a national championship. As a member of the Crimson Tide. So Proctor, it came as a surprise to the Iowa staff, to your question. So then they pulled the scholarship because that's what they do. Not with Caden Proctor. Oh, imagine that. This is different. Uh, And you are... Does the number of stars beside his name have anything to do with that different policy? Well, I think this, yes, to say very shortly, Well, to be fair, too, because I kind of have a little, poke a little fun at Iowa. It's a different era. It is. It's the NIL era, Mm -hmm. and this is what a big part of it is. Right is a family member of the Proctor family continues to look around. There's a family member that didn't want Caden to commit to Iowa, that wanted him to continue to look around. Thought he was leaving money on the table. Is that the reason? Absolutely. That is the reason. Absolutely. Not, no doubt about it. Wanted something more, more than what he got from Iowa and from other people maybe connected with the University of Iowa with the mm-hmm. NIL. So I pose the question, Iowa has their swarm collective. Yep. And... I asked it this way. Is Kirk Ferentz willing? He wants everybody to kind of just get the same. And, and mm-hmm. Fran's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Now, our guys that are here, we want everybody to basically be on an even playing surface. But Kirk has been let it known to the collective. What you got to do, you got to do. Right. And for somebody like Caden Proctor, if you have to do more, and you got to take that pool money, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you got to give more to him, so be it. Or another four or five star. If that's the way it needs to happen, or a quarterback in the transfer portal. Kirk understands the reality of the situation. At times, we joke or maybe just get frustrated, Kirk having his head in the sand and Mm -hmm. not liking the new era. He understands it. He's willing to adapt. And I was happy to hear that. 
that it was, nope, this is what we do, and everybody gets the same thing. So there is a willingness from Kirk for Caden Proctor or whoever else out there. If there needs to be more, they will allow, or they'll say the collective, just do what you need to to make that happen. Has there been any um, follow-up as far as anybody talked to Proctor as to how Saturday went? I didn't hear anything on that front from the Oregon, how the visit was. Initially, it was kind of, hey, he's going to take one more trip. Enjoy the recruiting process. Yeah, but one when of those. it's Oregon, though, you, it's got to get your attention because those pockets are pretty deep. Well, and think of who else was on the visit this weekend to Oregon. It wasn't just him. There's also a couple of guys that are committed to Texas A&M. Hmm. Phil Knight has yeah. billions and of Texas dollars. Texas A&M, they pay. They pay. <laughs> and Oregon's trying to flip them. Phil Knight's in his 80s. Yeah. He, wants, he wants to see to another win. championship. He does. And he right. is willing to do Which is anything. why he's pushing so hard to yes. get to the Big Ten. So he's doing the Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and he's trying to go out there. Whatever it takes to give them an opportunity to win a national championship before his time here is done, mm-hmm. he is willing to push all the chips to the middle, including the Caden Proctors and the A&M kits and on and on and on. That's what he's willing to do. Haven't heard how the visit went, those mm-hmm. kind of things. Or what the offer what was. What the offer was, yeah. that part of it. I also heard this week from a, another connection that this week is super important for Iowa to get Caden back on, pra- uh, on campus. Now, be it coming over you know, sometime after practice, after school, something like that, or Iowa getting back into his house this week and having an opportunity to talk with him. I, I think that is super I important. I would go that route. Oh, yeah. I, you Get in the car and come on over. You have to make that happen. Yeah. You have to get back in front of him, talk about all right, the reasons that you committed, mm-hmm. why you're here, what you've already had, what is still going to be in front of you. Hey, can we match a million dollars a year? No, we can't. But is there a package available that we can make all happen to make this at least as right as possible? And ultimately, look at the big picture and look at it. That payday that you're going to get in a rookie scale after three years at Iowa is going to be huge. And you get that second contract, how much bigger that can be. That has to be the conversation, and it's very important. And right now, there is nothing scheduled, at least as of this morning at about 9 o'clock. Nothing scheduled with the Iowa staff meeting with Caden again. I'm sure there's been texts. I'm sure there's been phone calls. But at least a face-to-face meeting, at least as of right now, nothing. On the so it, is it, um, I guess you're reporting on this, that was, I was totally caught off guard. They were surprised when they heard. They didn't know. And did they know Friday or did they not know until Saturday? Not until Saturday. Holy mackerel. Did they know that he was probably at that time either on his way or already probably landed in, the air. in Eugene and was on his visit there. I also wonder Brad Zelenovich, head coach for... Yeah. Southeast because they would have got home at what time on oh. on Saturday morning now I got home at 12:20 okay so my post game was very quick mm-hmm. <laughs> packed up the equipment so went. they're they're a little bit behind you they're getting but home. it's also Southeast Polk as opposed to they're probably about 12:30 okay say. yeah they're probably getting back there and then yeah, how early of a flight gosh. is it is there a private plane that's just oh, yeah, waiting for, for sure yeah. for sure at what the Ankeny Airport maybe yeah, yeah. Depends on, depends on the size. Not yeah. every plane can fly out of there. Either that or signature at Des Moines. Not too bad, right? No, it's nice. Good for them. <laughs> Hop in a plane, go yeah. out there, and go to the visit. So those are kind of the pieces that I know as of right now. Uh, but, yeah, interesting. The rumblings are out there mm. Friday. It was happening. Uh, family member maybe looking for a little bit more. Jeez. And now maybe Alabama is a little bit more open. Mm. Willing to listen to offers. A little bit more offers now. Now, what does that mean for his new truck? Does, does well, that sound, it, it sounds by the sounds of things, you can be able to buy a couple of trucks. Right. Yeah. 
you don't have this truck anymore, but guess what? Right. You're going to be able, with that Oregon or Alabama money, you can buy your own truck. Yeah, You're going to be in good shape there. Absolutely. All right, so let's get to Iowa State, Trent. Uh, another one seemingly uh, got away from this team. Um, like two weeks ago, West Virginia's in town. They needed a yard mm-hmm. on a fourth down play. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Shotgun. Well, not last week. They got to understand. Oh, last week, yeah, and right. You know yeah. what happened? My gosh, it worked. This year, this week, from their own 25-yard line, they decided to go for it on fourth down again, and there they were in shotgun behind an offensive line that, that just can't block. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've gone backwards. I don't know what it is about that group. They're just, they're just inefficient. Um, there, there's just so many, there's, there's so many tentacles of this football game. Uh, the false starts on Tyler Miller, the drop again, Jalen Knoll, uh, is, is behind him. Uh, the, the kicker, Gilbert, missed another field goal in, in the football game. Giving up a down. I didn't like spiking the ball late in the, uh, late in the football game. You gave up a down. You'd love to have it back because you turned over the ball and there were still 20 seconds left on the clock. What's it going to save you? Three or four seconds by spiking it what they did at the expense of a down. Uh, I didn't like that play, but look, five turnovers is the big one, right? You just can't get past that, whether it's interceptions or whether it's fumbles. Iowa State again. Um, the game was there for the taking. I do not believe that Mike Gundy wanted to play Spencer Sanders. I, I'm right there with if, you. If yeah. Iowa State just would have taken care of business and cashed in when they should have, they looked like when it looked like they would have, it looked like Oklahoma State was almost, you know, resigned to the fact that yeah, we're going to need Spencer next week when they take when it's Bedlam, mm-hmm. right? That we need him set for Oklahoma. I don't think they wanted to play him because when he did come out in uh, into the first half to play. I think uh, what a gun to get his hat knocked off. He had to leave the game for. They just handed the ball off. Um, I don't think they wanted to play him, and yet they they kept hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then um, their star player came in, and we see the result. We've talked about some baffling things of the Matt Campbell era. How year after year, special teams are bad. Mm-hmm. Although they did block a punt, they did block a punt. They've yeah. had it twice this year, right? Yeah. Texas also yep. they blocked a punt, but the offensive line play I continue to come it's back just, to. This is a veteran group. Uh-huh. This is a group that has played together. This is a group that... With the exception of Miller, their left tackle is mm-hmm. a sophomore, but yes. Trevor Downing, I mean, this is a guy that Iowa wanted, uh-huh. a lot of people wanted. This is uh-huh. not just a, hey, we were the best offer that he had. And yet they can't come together. This is the background of Tom Manning and of Matt Campbell. Uh-huh. Think of a good offensive line at Iowa State during their tenure. You can't. You can't. You had two elite running backs that covered up a lot uh-huh. of wounds. Is it scheme? Is it strength and conditioning? Know. I don't know. Is it recruiting misses? I don't know what it is exactly, but it's bad. Year after yep. year after year. And they can't figure it out. Nope. They have the group out there that they anticipated, and it's not good once again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this can happen. For people that have this kind of background in the offensive line, how year after year, I come back to it has to be something schematically, doesn't it? Or were they just blinded? By having Brees Hall and David Montgomery, and say, well, they'll see cover up some warts. They did. They yeah, absolutely, absolutely did. And and did and that, Purdy could run around and extend plays too. Yeah. Did that taint their thinking of saying, you know, mm. we're okay here, we're all right here, the scheme's okay, we're fine? Because after all, we just sent two running backs to the league, right? Yeah. If you didn't have those two guys, what would we be talking about the Matt yeah. Campbell era? Yeah, they've had other they're, good players. They're, they're Charlie Kohler and they're they're all friends. Mike it, Rose and uh, we can play the game, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's about those two guys. Mm-hmm. You take David Montgomery and Brees Hall off this roster. Are we talking about Matt Campbell being fired? 
Well, he certainly wouldn't uh, have the shine that, uh, although it's starting to come off a little bit, I'm I'm seeing more what I would uh, categorize as hardcore. Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclone program can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. They are jumping off that bandwagon. Or if they're not off the bandwagon entirely, their feet are hanging over the sides. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's just one thing after another. You know, winning in the margins, what does that mean? Winning in the dark, what does that mean? How about just win the freaking game? Yeah. Would you please? This is a team that absolutely should be going to postseason and not having to back your way in there. Will you take it? Of course you will, uh, if that's the case. But look at, I mean, can you imagine if Hutchinson would have left after last year? Oh, my. Where would this team be? You know, there was a bad break in the game, and it wasn't his fault. And this was Hunter Decker's absolutely putting this ball precisely where it needed to be, right? Stanley losing the pass on the sideline, in the sun. Mm -hmm. Trent, I I think, honestly, his hands were up. If he wouldn't have moved his hands when he lost it, mm-hmm. it probably would have. I'm not saying would have caught it. Would have just hit him it in the hands. Would have just hit him in the hands, and maybe just yeah. You, it would have been. Per, it was perfectly thrown, and that first mm. interception though that was not perfectly oh thrown. Oh my god! Beginning right, right at the beginning of the second quarter. No, I know there wasn't a wide receiver no, around there. There wasn't. There, there was a guy wearing black. Yeah, I don't know what he was Oklahoma thinking. State. I don't know what he was thinking. And how you know, many Kurt Cousins threw one yesterday in a very similar situation. <laughs> Where I don't know who he thought it was, but it's the wrong uniform. And Decker's had tons of time on that play. He's standing tall. He's patting the ball, patting the ball, and just chucks it as hard as he can right at the linebacker with nobody else around. I don't know what that was. Yeah. You know, I'm not willing to give up on Decker's. I nah. still think he's a player. I really do. I still think he's a player. Now, he's got a... A player that can elevate you or a player that can get you to 6-6, six and 7-5? Six, and five? Mm, I think there's more there. Do you? I mean, he's got the arm talent. Oh, sure. He can run it a little bit. And you love arm talent. I know, though. and I get my vision gets clouded. It does. Um, but just this. There's this, some this boneheaded been, Oh, I know, and he's got, to, he's got to work that out. This is what this is project number one for him this offseason. This was his 10th start of the season. I know. And he's making brutal I know. throws. I know. Yep. 10 starts in. But then you see that pass to Stanley. Oh, perfectly yes, thrown. Yeah. I get, I get the arm talent. The Jalen No pass that was dropped into oh. a bucket. And I mean, good God, how many drops have they had in oh, any geez. games? Too? Yeah, Hutchinson had a huge he drop. I mean, where they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't be anywhere without him mm-hmm. um, at all. Now it sounds like Jairo Brock's career has come to an end, or certainly his year has come to an end. Um, he's in a walking boot now, and that's not good for him. So the running back room, look, the behind that offensive line, you can't run in the, in the first place. No. You, you just can't. And, man, I don't know. I don't know if they have a kicker or not. Do they? Do they have a kicker? I'm not willing to give up there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more willing to. And they've gone through so many bad mm-hmm. kickers that at least Jace Gilbert looks competent better at home you sure. can't make a kick on the road and maybe that's just that you know he's freshman a freshman yeah um i don't like their punter perkins no uh, i don't think they've got the right guy how long there. has that been a problem it's been a problem for a while i mean they had the found the only australian last year in the world that couldn't punt that came over here i mean every single one of them can except for this kid that they had um i don't know a lot of frustration it is i mean that's a winnable football game mm-hmm They've pretty much all been winnable. They all So who does it fall on? Falls on the coaching staff. It does. Absolutely falls on the coaching and, staff. And those numbers, again, this was another one of the point spreads that we talked about a couple weeks ago, between three and a half. Either way, Iowa State favored by three and a half mm-hmm. or three and a half point underdog in that seven point range. Matt Campbell is one of the worst coaches in the country yeah. in those kind of games. We're basically coin flip games going in, and he mm-hmm. is 
terrible mm-hmm. year after year. You know who was year. really good? Bo, Bo Friedler, I thought, had his best game of the year. Boy, he was all over the football field. Defense is fine. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's fine. more than fine. Fine's it's not even saying enough. Indeed. Um, Haycock, one of these years, does he answer the phone if indeed somebody's come calling for him? How old is he? Oh, he's got to be pushing 60, isn't he? I, I would think so. Oh, I would. Th- he's got to be close to, yeah, late 50s, early 60s. Let's see. I'll go 57. I was thinking even maybe a tick older. All right. And then we'll get our break and we'll come back with Scott Dockerman. Where's his bio? Why can't I find bio? Here we go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 62. Is he 62? Well, one more payday. Yeah. Get a phone call from Auburn, that new staff. Mm-hmm. Wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. Got to pick up the phone. And I hope he puts it back down because they need him. Yes, they, they do. They need him. So that's 11.30, Miller and Condon. Time for our first $1,000 handoff of the week. Go to KXNO.com right now. Once you're there, you can enter this nationwide keyword in the pop-up box. It's cash, cash at KXNO.com, your chance to win 1000 Scott Dockerman joins us uh, on the Hawks in the Big Ten. Nick Olson, an hour from now, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. I sent you in. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Hawks, Minnesota this week. Oh, baby. Doc, uh, we go back you know, four weeks ago or so, and... Um, you know, we have our Monday chat. Seemingly, I'm guessing the Big Ten West pathway <laughs> certainly would have been brought up. But there it is, Doc, and it's all in front uh, of uh, of the Hawkeyes. Win this week, uh, Illinois, Michigan. Michigan takes care of business as their favorite to do so. Lo and behold, Doc, you might get be getting back to Indianapolis sooner than you thought. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly what we all expected after right. that game at Ohio State, right? Where I think if the odds were... Uh, this team's either going to win the West or not go to a bowl game. Which one are you going to pick? Exactly. I'd say probably ninety percent of the people would have said uh, not go to a bowl game. But no, I, I think it, it shows the resiliency of this program. Um, that I, I've said it for years, and I continue to say it even through all that. That you know, nobody does a better job, in my opinion, of just kind of in the face of adversity of putting it back on track. And then Kirk Ferentz, he's the best I've ever seen at it in any level of sport because you've seen some really bad games, some big losses, yet the next week they come out, they play hard, they play well, and, and here they are. I mean, you know, the West Division and this team is not perfect at all. I mean, we know that. But uh, to win three straight games against divisional opponents that have all had their number of Iowa in recent years and to win those three games by a combined score of 81-26, to 26, um, you're doing something right, and I think uh, that's what this program is doing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 
Defense is incredibly special. Cooper DeGene, he was outstanding, not just as a defensive player with the pick six. He was running around making tackles all over the place. And, of course, what he did in the punt return game. This kid's special. This defense is special. Can I continue with this level? I mean, you, you just look at the way that Phil Parker has evolved, the changing to the cash position, the depth that they have built on the defensive line. Is is this something that's just turning into almost turnkey? Or is this defense alone, this is a special one, Accept it because maybe it's never going to be quite this good again. Oh, I think you got to respect it because you've they've had really good defenses uh-huh. over the years, Trenton, as we've seen. But but really, where it all kind of starts and when it gets to be in an, at an elite level is the defensive line, mm-hmm. and they go about ten deep right now. And I think they've got the perfect combination for what you want, and that is a starting unit that's very good fundamentally, very tough understands how to work technically, and then you have the elite talent behind them. And uh, guys like Deontay Craig, Lucas Van Ness, Aaron Graves, Y.A. Black, um, you know, and they're the the ones that you're going to see in the NFL in a few years, the ones that are currently starting, other than Logan Lee. Um, you know, they're, they're very tough, hard-nosed guys, but I think the fact that they can just alternate them really helps this defense. Now, like next year, Nobody's going to replace Jack Campbell, just like nobody could really replace A.J. Epineza or, you know, Tyler Linderbaum. I mean, he's at an elite level that's almost irreplaceable. However, somebody's going to step in there and play well. And if the other players around him play well, too, they're still going to be probably a top five unit. But this is, this is a different level. I mean, eight out of their 10 opponents have scored 13 points or less, and one of them was on the last play of the game against the reserve. That's, that's unbelievable. I'll tell you who it is for me, Doc, on that defensive line. is, is um, Deontay Craig wasn't a name that, um, that that I thought I'd be you know, talking about on Mondays or whenever during the week. He's really coming on, and, and he's got a bunch of dudes around him that you would think that would be, you know, that the spotlight would be on them. But it's Deontay Craig seemingly week after week after week that, he, that he's making a play in a big spot. When did they did his light come on, or when did the staff start to, trust him was it this spring was it this fall Deontay Craig your thoughts on him and when did he uh you know the staff start to notice him you know he was a guy that two years ago they started to think of as maybe a designated pass rusher because he was a four-star guy from Indianapolis that they thought that they really liked as a pass rusher and in that COVID year it was like well maybe they don't redshirt him maybe they do well they decided to and uh he's uh but now I think you're starting to see that his versatility and his health and his technique has really taken off this year. Last year, he was a rotational guy. He had a couple of plays, but he's mostly kind of an innings eater, if you will, mm-hmm. on the defensive line. Now he's making plays in multiple ways. You know, he's getting a, you know, a sack, you know, almost every week or a TFL. He blocked the punt the other day. Um, so he's becoming a valuable full service guy. Kind of, he's not built the same way, but he's, his impact is similar to like Chauncey Golston's was, mm-hmm. um, that just kind of kept coming. And then, you know, by the end of the, you know, sophomore year, which is where Deontay Craig is, he's kind of like where Chauncey Golston was, which is, okay, really good rotational guy. Can't wait to see him take that next step. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly in that ballpark. Iowa doesn't control their own destiny to get to the title game. They need help. Not much help. Michigan beating Illinois <laughs> in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they control their own destiny. It's Minnesota this week, a physical team. Mo Ibrahim, he can run the ball and... Phil Fleck on the other side, still waiting for his first win against Iowa. They ran the football incredibly well a season ago up at Kinnick Stadium in uh, the close game that Iowa ultimately pulled out with a different quarterback at the helm. 
This one, though, doesn't it feel like a 10-7, 12-9? I mean, that kind of game here. And, and Tanner Morgan, do you anticipate he's, he's going to play this week? Didn't this week, this past week. Yeah, I, that one, I, it's hard to know. I mean, because it's just been kind of, he's, his status has kind of been up there almost all year. Yes. So I'm not really sure what if Tanner Morgan will play or not. Um, you know, this, yeah, I think this is going to be an, the ultimate struggle is, you know, can Minnesota establish a running game against Iowa? I think it can to an extent. Um, I, I don't think they're as good up front, and they're not even close to as good up front as Michigan was. I think they're Michigan's best offensive line I've seen. Uh, but Mo Ibrahim is as good of a running back as they'll mm-hmm. face, because he kind of reminds me of Marshawn Lynch, to be honest with you, just beast mode all the time. So they're going to get some, some big running plays. They're going to chew up some clock. But Iowa's run defense is way better this year than it was last year. Last year it did get kind of gouged a few times and overpowered. It really forced a lot of turnovers on in the secondary this year, they're kind of doing both, but they're better on the on the running game part of it. So it's just going to be kind of a matter in the intense cold of Minnesota to just be able to to take advantage of the plays that are there. I mean, the offense obviously 146 yards. That's the least in, a, in an Iowa win since I think 1947. <laughs> but still, they had the ball twice inside the, the 20 yard line, then they scored touchdowns. You do that with this defense, you win games against teams like Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Doc, when do you think that uh, we will be, I mean, I'm sure it'll be after the regular season, if there is a trip to a Big Ten championship. The uh, the, the players that have that, you know, that uh, COVID-eligible year that they still could use, I'm not sure how many there are. When do you think we'll know? Um, I think it's going to be kind of um, you know, spread out, which is kind of what happened last year, too, is, you're got, you've got a few people who really will, um, you know, maybe a couple already know they want to come back and a couple that probably won't want to come back. And usually it's the ones who are the most physical positions that they're the ones who decide either take their NFL shot or just get out. But um, I think there's a few. I think Terry Roberts is one that I'm, I'm kind of watching just to see what he may do. Nico Ragaini would be another. Noah Shannon said he hasn't, um, he's not sure yet. Uh, he would be an interesting guy to bring back. So um, I, I think there's it, it's probably going to be all the way up through the bowl game, and then there'll be a couple of guys who maybe wait until after the bowl game. Noah Shannon played incredibly well on Saturday. He was outstanding in that one. The question remains, Spencer Petras, he's got one of those COVID years. Would he come back, or is, is this thing run its course? Well, <laughs> oh boy. we've talked about this for a long uh-huh. time. I don't really know um, what his answer would be at this point. I, since he's already a graduate, and he, I, I mean, I, I think it would be behoove him to move on, try it, try the NFL and doesn't work, then get on to life's work. That's what my guess would be. But, um, you know, he, he's played really hard for this team for a lot of, a lot of different ways. But I think, uh, it probably would be a mutually beneficial situation if, if, uh, they, they thanked Spencer for his service and he thanked Iowa for getting him the degree and allowed him to start for three years. And, and then they kind of went their separate ways. Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Doc, pack your woolies. <laughs> Gonna need them up north. Oh boy. <laughs> Enjoy your green yeah, belt. Walk- you have to, doesn't yeah, freeze. But, well, <laughs> Doc, right, we'll talk walk- to you. I'm sorry. I was going to say the walk from the car uh, parking Ugh. lot to the, the press box will be tough, but other than that, I'll, I should be better than everybody else. Yeah. Good stuff, Doc. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you in a week. All right. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Good stuff, uh, uh, Doc. Well, sounds like maybe no, no. I don't think so. 
He's been booed all season. Long. I know that, that that's just it. Much more can he take? Right? right. I think it's time for all the. Um, if he wants to play another year, go be a grad transfer and right. Go back home. Go back close to home. Right. If indeed he wants to, or maybe he just gives up football. Um, but he's been there every. You got to give him credit for this. He faces the music. Uh, good game or bad game, there he is to answer the questions, and it's, that can't be easy doing that week after week. Uh, Nick uh, Athen, on all of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs and the fact that the uh, path to the AFC runs through Arrowhead again. Still a bunch of football to be played, but the Vikings did them a favor yesterday. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. com for details. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, running out of hours. So let's get right to our guest, uh, Nick Athen, uh, covers the Chiefs, writes for the Chiefs. You can find them in a couple of places, primetimesportstalk.com or chiefsfocus.com. Uh, and Nick joins us. Nick, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Well, don't look now, but uh, the number one seed again, here we go. Um, Chiefs now hold that spot as the as the Bills fall in overtime to the Vikings yesterday, but the beat goes on and may have found a running back yesterday. Your thoughts on the win over Jacksonville? Uh, I guess the Arrowhead Invitational might be happening for the fifth year in a row. So looks we'll, like we'll, it. We'll see. But uh, uh, listen, I mean they just they just went out there. There were a couple of lulls in this game, a couple of mistakes for the Chiefs, but. You know, I think there were any danger of losing this football game. They just played a very methodical game. They got some fresh faces into the offense. Uh, as you mentioned, they have basically benched uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco is now the new starting running back, and he had a little gaffe. But, hey, Chiefs went right back to him. The next play after the fumble, he gained 13 yards. So, um, clearly, that's the direction they're going. I, I think that's the Nagy influence because um, he really wanted to get this team to establish a running game, and he really liked Jaco from day one, and it just took time for him to, to to be comfortable enough with the offense. Now, he still needs to run with his head up a little bit more. Uh, he still has a ten- tendency to lower his helmet uh, instead of looking for some extra yards. So those are all things that he'll learn. But uh, all in all, you take that. You take the, uh, I think, the real debut of Kadarius Tony and what he can bring mm-hmm. to this offense, and the Chiefs are in a really good spot right now. They really are. Minnesota <laughs> helps out in a big-time way. Oh, the importance of getting that home AFC championship game as opposed to going on the road. Look, it's Patrick Mahomes. He's And the he's, bye week. He's not going to yeah. be scared about going on the road, but just having that game as no. opposed to having to go to Buffalo, how big of a difference do you think that is? You know, I think the most important thing is the bye week, yeah. just to give the body some extra rest. Um, listen, I, at some point, Mahomes is going to have to go into Buffalo or Cincinnati or Miami and win a title game on the road. It's just it's going to happen at some point. Um, I don't think it matters to the Chiefs as much. I think they play looser when they're on the road versus at home, though I thought they just they didn't have a whole lot of nerves yesterday. They, they pretty much had a couple of mistakes, like I mentioned, and, and they played their game. So I, it, it's important because of how the other teams view it. Um, the Chiefs, you know, are, are let's face it, you know, they're, they've lost a couple of ones that they've lost two at home and, and one, two, and, and, but, but everybody knows that you're going to have to go to Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. So playing at Arrowhead, I think with the lessons they learned last year in the Bengals game, I don't anticipate that's going to be repeated. So it's definitely going to be a bonus for them. Uh, but to me, that two week, uh, that two week layoff is, is much more important. I'm with you. More surprising that they uh, lead the way in the AFC or they're just destroying the competition in the AFC West. Well, I, I'm not surprised that they're, they're, they're atop of the heap and they're destroying the West, but 
The West has destroyed itself. And I think, I think you know, the biggest problem is <clears throat> the Chiefs built a team that teams had to try and figure out a way to win and beat. The AFC West, you know, tried to find teams that could compete with Kansas City instead of trying to build what they, they should have done from, from ground up. You know, you've got a generational uh, quarterback. You've got a generational coach. You're willing to trade your best player away for draft picks. You know, you just continually build and build and have consistency, and the rest of the AFC West just doesn't, and the quarterback play in the AFC West just isn't that good. I mean, all I heard in the offseason, Justin, you know, Herbert was going to be the greatest thing since play spread. He's MVP still pretty good. To the Super Bowl. He's still pretty good, but he's not a guy that's better than Patrick Mahomes. No, but he's got and, his weapons are out, his left tackles out. There's a yeah. lot of it. I'm not – Patrick Holmes is the guy. Don't get me wrong. But right. I think it, that, that's Herbert. Then there's a huge gap to uh, to Carr, and then there's an even yeah. bigger <laughs> gap to that bum that is Russell Wilson. I mean, how did he pull off? He pulled the wool over an organization's eyes. Two of them. I mean, he was smart. Yes. He wanted out of Seattle. Yes. You know. What a salesman. Sure he and Pete Carroll probably worked this thing out together. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, he he's totally taken advantage of the Broncos, and now the Broncos are facing a massive contract with a quarterback they probably don't want. They've got a head coach they don't want. Now there's talk about the GM maybe. We well, should be fired. You can't give him that much money, for God's sakes, after I that. Agree. They didn't even play it down yet, and they, t- they turned over the franchise to him. He must walk into the, uh, into the uh, Broncos' offices on Monday wearing a mask. I mean, good God, I'm not talking about a COVID mask, one of those, you know, the right. burglar masks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> hey, Nick, listen, we're out of time, brother. Uh, Sunday right, night guys. football, Chargers, Chiefs. This was supposed to be a dinger. I hope it's good, uh, but we shall yep. see the way the Chiefs are going right now. My God, so good. Nick, thank you. We'll talk yep. to you next week. Appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Yep, take care. Nick uh, Nick Athen uh, covers the Chiefs primetime sportsdoc.com. They're running away in the West again. Again, there's going to be the best division of football. Not even close, Trent. How many minutes do we? Hours oh. did we waste this summer on that? <laughs> yeah, bridging that gap, Ooh, baby. Anyways, hour two's coming up next. We'll talk college football. We'll talk Iowa State, and Mister Monday Night is here. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO.